very busy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see that you are like studying too. I do. Yeah, I'm in school. Oh my gosh, for what? Psychology. That's crazy. What so do you want to do with it? Read minds. Oh my god, that, that's amazing. Because <laughs> I feel like as we get older, we like at first, like I had no idea about personal development. Yeah. And I was like, when my friends would um, major in psychology, I was, I did think to myself like, oh why? But now as I like get older, I'm like, oh my god, I love yeah. like personal help books yeah. i love like personal help podcasts and they just help me so much more and it's like i want to like i'm so interested in that stuff understanding now. Yeah. like the depth of you know well, like, how the mind works yeah. behaviors like the way that you think shows your behavior which is how you act like it's yeah. crazy and like the world is like you could really think it like anyway yeah, yeah. where'd you go go to school i went to school um umass lowell Where's that? It's in Massachusetts. So I'm from mm. Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did one year at University of Hartford in Connecticut. Mm. Then I commuted to school for three years for money like, reasons. And you were yeah. like, fuck this, I'm hot. I'm yeah. moving to LA. <laughs> so then I got my bachelor's degree. Um, mm. And my mom really wanted me. I got into a doctorate's program, actually, for physical therapy. Oh, shit. And it's like a three-year program. You get your doctorate. So it's like really, really good. Three, four years, depending yeah. on accelerated or not. And I did in and outpatient um, interning. And I literally hated it. I saw like one person. They had me do laundry, like as a PTA. I did laundry. I couldn't really talk to the patients because everything is like under confidentiality. Yeah. And I'm a, such a friendly person. I feel like I asked so many like open questions. That yeah. Everyone's like, you're not supposed to do that. But, <laughs> but anyways. So I did the same thing. Yeah. So I moved to LA four years ago because I had a following at the time I had like like 140,000 followers and I was like you know what I don't want to do this doctor's program like I'm gonna go to California and be in the warmth and I'll go to school there so that's yeah. what I told my parents then when I went there I got caught up in the light Psych. yeah I know and then I just started modeling because that's it's just like what I love to do yeah. and I actually started off dancing so oh. I have a background in dancing that's how I got into modeling Nice. So, how long have you been in LA for? Four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of new still. Yeah, sort of new. But I feel like I've been here for a long time. Like, I love LA. Yeah. I love the weather. Yeah. It's so nice and warm. Do you think you'll ever be over it? Um, I definitely don't want to live in LA. I don't want to settle down in LA. Yeah. Maybe, like, in, like, maybe the Valley or OC. Mm. But I feel like LA is too much for, like, where I want my family. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. And, like, I definitely had, had the same thoughts whenever I was, like, thinking about, like, am I going to raise a family here? But people forget, like, L.A. is so humongous. Mm -hmm. And, like, there are so many different neighborhoods. And each neighborhood has its own vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like, that's yeah, so right. There is, like, the... Like, the neighborhood. That we're Hollywood, yeah. West Hollywood, like, Sunset, like, always lit, always, like, partying, mm -hmm. the models, like, the young crowd. Yeah. But there's also Pasadena. Oh, yeah. You know, there's and also Pasadena Calabasas. is so nice. Yeah. You know, there's also, like, um, the valley, like, deep in the valley. Yeah, I would love to settle down in Pasadena. Yeah. But I love OC, too. Yeah. OC is really pretty. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can... I can see myself going there too, or Santa Barbara. Oh yeah, Santa, Santa Barbara is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for a while I was thinking of going to New York because I like wanted to go to school there, mm -hmm. and I like love the fast life. You know, like yeah. Just, wait, where did you go to school? Uh, I moved to LA to go to USC. Oh, like my okay. mom made me like kind of choose LA over New York just because like How my come? family's in NorCal, oh. and so she was like, if you go to it's New closer. York, like we're all gonna be so like you know divided. Yeah. And also, like, I was thinking, okay, it's kind of cold there, too, so, like, fuck it. Yeah, so that's why like, I'm, like, I love L.A. because I don't have to shovel snow. Yeah. Because I have a driveway in my house yeah. back in Massachusetts, so. We oh, have to literally yeah. shovel. It's, like, 12 feet. Oh, my God. 
Not 12 feet. That's a lot. Do you do it yourself or do you like wink to the cute neighbor guy? No. So we don't have a cute neighbor guy (laughs) to do anything. It's just because we have like, I have three siblings. So there's four kids in the family. Mm. So we just kind of do all like the chores in the house. And I shovel for my parents. Shovel. And we also have like a snowblower. So it makes things easier. Yeah. You probably, you have no idea, right? Yikes. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's like, if you want to show up to work at seven, you really have to leave your house at like five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have to like start the car. We have car starters Jesus. on the East Coast. So I literally just start my car like, well, I'm in the house. And so the car can warm up and like melt the ice off. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like people are nicer out here? Because I have a theory where I feel like wherever weather is like warmer, people are generally nicer. Um, You know what? I do get that a lot. I do see why people say that. Okay, so I see why people say that people on the West Coast are friendlier. You're right. I feel like the warm weather does have a part. But yeah. I feel like Boston's just, like, kind of, like, bitchy. It's it's not, like, it could, the weather rude. could play a part. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're much more aggressive. Like, we get straight to the point. Yeah. And also, I feel like everything there is, like, work. Like, it's literally, like, 9 to 5. Like, yeah. I feel like a creative couldn't really live there because you can't really grow in that environment like mit is there harvard is there right right right. like boston is such like a college town there's so many colleges yeah like it's very like prestigious well off most of my friends are from there so most of them are married most of them have kids already and i'm at that age where i'm like whoa i'm like one of the few it seems like that's not married that doesn't have children yet but i'm like not ready at all I'm at that age while you literally look like 18 and I'm a half not, to me. I'm not 18, no. <laughs> I'm not 18, trust me. I'm like, I'm pretty old. Well, I'm not old, I'm like... Older. Older. You're I'm, wise. I'm more wise, yeah. I'm wiser than before. But also in LA, I've been through like a lot of instances. Uh, when I first moved to LA... Oh my gosh, hold on. This is a story. She needs to take a, take a sip. <laughs> When I first moved to L.A., um, I found an apartment with another girl. Mm. So I was sharing a room. Mm. So there was, like, three people living in a two-bedroom, and I'd share a room with her. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, so naive back then because in Boston, I'm not actually from Boston. I'm from Andover, kind of like a a rich, preppy town that's, like, really into sports. Like, we were, like, we were, like, D1 in sports, like, very, like, sports, yeah, sports-oriented. So anyways. Were you ever in any teams? Yeah, so I did cheerleading, and I was also on the dance team, and I was dance team captain, too. Okay, okay, so you have a background in dance. Yeah, so I have a background in dance. And um, so after I moved to L.A., it was just so, like, I don't have never seen, like, as many, like, Asians as I'm Asian, but literally I've never seen, like, so many Asians, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this. There's, like, culture, there's, like, everybody, there's so much diversity diversity here. I love it for the diversity. In where I'm from, it's, like, all, like, Americans. Yeah. Mostly, like, Americans. It's very rare. You can count, like, Asians, like, yeah. like five Asians. So like. you would stand out. Yeah, so I would stand out, of would, course. Would you stand out in a good way or, like, in a bad way? Like, um, people would be like, damn, she's so exotic. Like, I want to go talk to her. Uh, yeah, so. Or would people be like, damn, she looks like a foreigner. Like, what, you know? So, like, I felt like I got both. Mm. So growing up, um, actually, when I was in school, I do remember um, I was in seventh th- seventh grade, and my class was, like, fairly small. We had, like, 20 kids in the class. 
But we were learning about, like, Asian culture, and I remember, like, a kid literally stood up on his, like, chair and, like, did, like, the Asian eyes. And I was the only Asian in class, and, like, yeah, it's, like, funny, but at the same time, since I was the only Asian in class, I felt so targeted. I was so upset. Like, I was, like, you know. You should have gotten up and pulled your eyes open and be like, look, I can do you too. Yeah, but I wasn't, like, like a class clown. Back in the day, I was more, like, quiet and shy, yeah. And so, literally, I'm, like, you know what? Like, I was, like, so ashamed of my culture back in the day, which is why I love L.A. Like, when I came to L.A., it kind of, like, went 180 for me. I was, like, I love all this culture. Like, give me everything. Like, I want to learn. Back in the day, I was, like, I don't. Like, my mom forced me to take Chinese because I have a background in dancing. She, like, also forced me to do, like, Chinese dancing. And then she also made me do, like, Chinese lessons. And I'm sorry, what, what, I, don't, I don't know the proper way to ask this question, mm-hmm. but what kind of Asian are you? Oh, like, what ethnicity are yeah. you? Okay. <laughs> like, so it'd be like, what's your ethnicity? I'm Taiwanese. Okay. So, so Taiwan is a small country off of China. Okay. Do you guys speak Chinese? So we speak, speak Taiwanese. We speak Chinese. We speak Mandarin. So Chinese has a, di- a lot of different dialects. Mm. So there's Mandarin, Taiwanese, like, Shanghainese, Cantonese. There's, like, a lot of, like, yeah, inside. Mandarin is one of the main languages, so that's what people say is Chinese. Mm -hmm. So I speak Mandarin, but my mom can speak, like, Cantonese, Taiwanese, and Mandarin. Okay. But my dad only knows Mandarin. That's why we learned. Okay. Yeah. Back to your story. So anyways, (laughs) uh, like, all the the kids, we took Mandarin classes. And then, um, wait, what was I talking about? The guy who stood up and, like, did the the i thing oh yeah so i like rebelled i hated taking chinese class i would skip chinese class i literally hated chinese dance i would take it as a joke like i literally just hated being asian because all my friends were white and they would like like literally one time i also remember my friend being like yeah my mom taught me how to shave and i I don't have any body hair (laughs) so i'm literally like wait what do you mean shave (laughs) so then I like went home like found a razor and like shaved like my legs my mom got so mad at me like my skin because I didn't have hair but I was so confused like why does everyone else have like hair on their arms and I like don't have like any hair or whatever that's amazing you're naturally yeah so so now now I like it but back in the day I wanted to be like everybody else because that was that one odd person out you know what I mean? Oh my god, you like wanted body. So hair. I wanted, yeah. So it's like I wanted the things, but I didn't know that that's like I didn't know that. Oh, it's yeah. better not to have body hair. Yeah. Like I was young, I was like innocent. Now as an adult, you're like now as an adult, I'm like oh my, on you. yeah. Now I'm like I'm so happy. I love being Asian. And that guy that was making fun of you is probably in your DMs, isn't he? I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> honestly, I get too many. I don't even know. <laughs> right, but at the same time, like that really was like a culture shock for me yeah. because it's like really me growing up wanting to be somebody until I was like 23 then coming here I'm like whoa I like definitely want my culture back I love like I want to like use chopsticks again I want to like and that's why I love LA because I feel so I'm at the most like confident and comfortable place like right now in my life and I've never like felt happier back in the day like I was so happy and like I had a lot of friends but I felt like I wasn't like that happy like I always like had a little like sliver of thinking oh I don't fit in or like oh like there's like something like wrong with me like how can I change myself to like be more like them when it was just like no I just needed to change my environment so I could grow bigger and better instead of being contained in like a little box yeah and I feel like when you're younger anything that makes you different 
makes you feel like, oh, I'm different. That's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. And then yeah. you grow up, you become an adult, and you look you at realize. your differences as uniqueness, right? Yeah, You're like, oh, course. I'm different in this, this, and this way. That's my power. Yeah. But it takes time to, like, find that in you. Yeah, you know? I completely agree. 100%. Did you felt like that at all like when you came back? So when I moved to the States, I kind of had... Because you were also kind of young. And I know, right? I mean, not really. I was 18 when I moved. Like, oh, I, yeah. I was a full-on adult. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, grown up, at least I thought I was. Mm-hmm. You know, but when I moved, I kind of had a similar story in a way that I moved when I was 18. And right off the bat, I joined the... Uh, swim team mm-hmm. and like my swim team was also like the same as the water polo team and it's like the whitest whitest sport, sport out there oh my god and, like, i was the only <laughs> foreign kid oh my god i'm laughing but like maybe i don't know like thankfully uh, i like to for me it was like oh my god like she's like i would tell people like where i'm from and like i don't know if i would make it sound cool or they thought it was cool but i just remember like People would ask me questions, especially because, like, I feel like where I'm from is so wild. Like, people yeah. always have, like, all these, like, misconceptions. So every time I tell people where I'm from, everybody, like, is just, like, has questions and, like, they want to know more. Yeah. I think I've, like, encountered one, um, like, uh, person who had, like, just, like, a tiny hint of um, racist to them. And mm-hmm. even even that, like, we laughed it off and, like, we moved on, you know? It yeah, wasn't, but still that, like... Yeah, like, it kind of stuck in my head for a little bit. I was like, oh, like, that comment was a little, you know, like, uh, whatever. But then, you know, we laughed about it. And later, I just, like, you know, made sure I let them know that that that, uh, that hurt a little. Yeah. stung a little. And, you know, they apologized. They, Mm -hmm. you know, told me, like, what their intentions really were. And I was like, okay, yeah, obviously, you're not, like, racist at heart. It's just, like, you know, sometimes you're community and like the people you're around and you're used to making certain jokes mm-hmm. and everybody laughs so you don't really think that like oh this is actually like maybe not that funny or mm-hmm. maybe like if i say it to a yeah. certain type of person they you know what i feel more. like i really admire you for going up to him and telling him like how you thought because a lot of the times that like if someone makes a comment about me being asian or like any asian like racist comment i feel like either i just ignore them and then i like when i think about it i don't even go back to them and tell them anything because i feel like i don't want to like cause drama but yeah. i admire you for like going up to him it's and just telling knowing him. that people don't want to hurt you yeah it's just knowing that people say stupid shit all the time i mean i stupid i say stupid shit all the time yeah so how can i be mad at someone else when they say when stupid they say shit? yeah when we're at a dinner table there's tequila involved oh and, you yeah, know, yeah there are people with around. that instance yeah you want to say something funny you just want to say like you're not trying to hurt someone yeah you're trying no. to like you know like intentionally put somebody yeah, down of course you know? yeah. just like some, sometimes like something just like slip out and then you know later the best thing you can do is just let them know like hey uh, maybe yeah maybe just don't do that again yeah that's true <laughs> okay but anyways back to the topic we keep like having like outliers yeah. like but so dating is like very different mm. um people in la i feel like there's more people in la that are older that are not married or are single and I feel like it's the lifestyle out here. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of parties. There's a lot of people. There's, like, so much fun. But I did date um, a very, very, like, abusive guy when I first came to L.A. Dan Bilzerian. No, not him. Actually, I was part of Ignite, but I never dated him. I never did anything with him, like, at all. Which is why I don't have a million followers. <laughs> but You're almost there. No, I was implying that, like, if you sleep with him. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, 
tell me, how is it? How is it different? How has it been different for you? Um, I can't say this for everybody in LA because I haven't met everybody, but. In my opinion, the first guy I met, he was a millionaire. I had no idea about money. Like, I don't care. Back then, like, I didn't care about designer. I, like, shopped at thrift stores. Like, I was very low maintenance. He brought me out to, like, nice dinners. I met him at a party, and he was so nice. He literally paid me $500 to meet up with him. So I, like, so he Venmoed me $500. Just to hang out with us. So he asked for my Venmo, and I was like, oh, like, oh, yeah, send me money, like, funny, like, hot girl summer, send me money, like, and he ended up sending me $500, and Just I'm like, Just hang out with them, or did you have to, like... No, so he basically wrote in the comments, like, can we meet up? I have a proposal for you. Okay. So I'm like, oh, you have a proposal. This is a lot of money. Yeah. Like, four years ago, it was so much yeah. money to me. And I'm like, I'm like, that's, like, my rent. I, I'm sharing a bedroom, yeah. that's my rent, like... So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to meet up with him. I went back to sleep. I woke up like six hours later and um, he made another comment and was like, please, like, can we meet anywhere? Like, I really, really want to like, I have like a proposition. Yeah, somewhere in public so then I'm with like, lots of lots so, of people around. Yeah, so I was like in my head, like, okay, you know what, fine. Like, I feel bad because he did send me a lot of money. So I'm like, you can meet me at Ralph's. So I went at shopping. supermarket? So, because I used to shop at Ralph's. Ralph's was next to my apartment complex. You're like, while we're at it, you can uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he did buy my groceries, which I was like, word. And I put like so much stuff in the cart. Like, usually I just buy like whatever's good for me. But I was like, nah, I have three roommates. Like, I'm going to, because he was like. took him to Air One. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know that he was going to buy it for me. I didn't know until I got there and he was like telling me the proposal so in my head i was like oh what was i the think proposal? so basically he was like okay like hear me out and i was like looking i had no makeup on i had like a hoodie a big ass hoodie because it was like kind of winter time yeah i was wearing like sweatpants like like i was like very like like don't approach me and he's like okay you're a model right and i'm like yeah underneath this underneath all of yeah. this sweater yes and then he's like yes underneath i have a body <laughs> i promise i'm not a box but anyways i didn't care about him that's why i like yeah. went dressing like that and i was like who's this weird guy like i don't want him to like me like he's mm. weird he sent me money but maybe i could get more but <laughs> but anyways he's like the proposition is like you're a model, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm a really rich guy. I have my own business. I'm like, okay. And I'm like this young-minded person. He's like, I love to travel. Like, I'm part of this uh, website where we can take girls traveling and we pay them. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not interested in doing this. Like, because I have a good head on my shoulders yeah. for the most part because I'm from Boston. Like, I'm not, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have my bachelor's. Like, I have a brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's up. So I know what's up. I'm like, no. And then um, he was like, no. Like, I would, I'm not going to pay you anything. We don't have to date. But I just want to travel, but I need a companion. And I'm like, wait, this is weird. So I was like, no. Like, absolutely mm -hmm. not. And then, um, so we, like, exchanged. Like, I had his Facebook. And, like, I forget how we got it. But, like, we were, like, we exchanged Facebooks. And then I found out that we had, like, 50 mutual friends oh no and i'm like what like and so basically friend. yeah found out he's from boston oh shit i'm from boston he's i worked at a really big nightclub in boston he was the head promoter of a promotion company for nightclubs in boston Wait, so, this so i heard so he was no he his business is um energy trading energy trading 
Yeah, so you can make a lot of money. You can make either a million in a day or you can lose a million in a day. What's energy trading? Energy trading is basically like, it's kind of like stocks, but it's not. You trade energy. So let's say, like, I don't really know it 100%, even, even though I dated him for a year, but basically, like, you guess, like, a section. So, like, you, you're, like your company works for like a section on the map and they call it that certain section. So anyways, like he took me to dinner. He kind of wooed me. I kind of fell for it. He wanted me to, he flew me to Seattle first class. That was like my second time in first class ever in my life. And I'm like, what is this? He picked me up in a McLaren. Do you know what a McLaren is? Yes, I do. So back then I didn't know what it was. And I was like, this car is so low to the ground. Why did he pick me up in this? Why didn't he bring like another car? Like I was like so disappointed. Like, is this guy okay? Like I was like, why is this car? I'm literally sitting on the floor and I hate it. Bring the fucking van, bro. Yeah, that's like, I was like so confused. Like, why is he doing this? <laughs> but I didn't know that in it was his like mind, he was impressing you. Yeah, I had no idea that it was like a 200,000, like $300,000 yeah. car. So, but back then I also didn't care. I was yeah. like, whatever. And then I went to his house. He bought me the new iPhone, like a bunch of gifts. He got me like a bunch of gifts and like this, whatever on the counter. He had a beautiful house, like a beautiful, like big house that overlooked like on top of a hill. And every single night since he lives in Seattle. So I met him in LA. He flew me to Seattle and um, I didn't want to travel with him outside the state i mean outside the country but i was like you know what i'm gonna like fly to seattle and just see like what's up yeah. went there um i was like kind of impressed honestly just from the first class like yeah. who cares about the mclaren yeah and the present i was like oh my god new iphone yes <laughs> i can take better pictures <laughs> so his house was gorgeous super clean the sunsets were incredible every single night the sky was like pink like orange like it covered the entire sky like i'm telling you like you were you seattle were really wowed. yeah seattle wowed. really really does have um beautiful beautiful like nature okay anyways i was living there um so I, I stayed there and we went traveling we went to tokyo singapore um hawaii okay he's like we i went to seattle and like two days later he's like do you want to um do you want to like go to Hawaii? I'm like, okay, I don't have any clothes though. He's like, it's okay. Like we'll go shopping. So he went shopping for Hawaii. He and went we're to Hawaii. Not gonna go to then straight from Hawaii. You want to go to Tokyo? Oh, but I don't have any clothes. Don't worry. Like he never brought me to Ross. He bought me like all designer clothes. No thrift shopping. No, more. no, he did not want me to go to any thrift stores. Like I remember one time I had a white forever 21 bag and I don't spend like money on clothing back then. Like the most I would spend on an item, like I'm not even kidding. is like 10 dollars yeah like i bought this bag for 30 dollars, and that is so unlike me like all my friends back then would be like what mm -hmm. so i would this bag was like meant a lot to me because it's not what i would spend yeah. normally yeah, yeah, yeah. and he threw it away because <laughs> he's like my friends are bougie they can't see you holding this bag i'll mm -hmm. take you shopping tomorrow and then he brought me to a designer store and i thought all the bags were so ugly and he <sighs> bought me like a bunch of stuff <sighs> and picked out everything for me and i was like cool like, You're like what is this disgusting chanel yeah no, but it was like back in the day i like really didn't think that designer was cute yeah. like i had my own little like By back hippie in the day style. you mean four years ago yeah literally four years ago <laughs> so but i say back in the day because i feel like i'm a brand new person now yeah i feel like I, i'm definitely wiser i'm more mature i've definitely like lived the life like i was a small town girl before like yeah. imagine being like growing up in a small town yeah and 
Boston's not really like a city. I was like in a suburb. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So this guy was like your intro to this like new life. Yeah. Like he showed you all these possibilities. Obviously, this mm-hmm. is a dude that knows how to like wow a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And you being a small town girl, you were easily wowed by this guy. Yeah. Turns out. Um, he's a serial killer. He's a, uh, what's it called? What's that, that book by um, The Game by Neil Strauss? Have you heard of that book? Mm-mm. Okay, so he's a pickup artist. Um, it's actually a really great read. You should read it. Is it a novel? It's a novel. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not, a, it's like, it's um, it basically teaches nerdy guys how to get with women. Oh. So there's a bunch of rules. So I learned about this later on in a relationship. So we dated for nine months. But Was okay. he going off that book? So basically, he basically told me, Hey, like, I had to sleep with you by the third day. Like, there's rules to this shit. Yeah, I'm so surprised. He said, okay, like, by the third day, you had to sleep with a girl. When you're with, when you approach a girl, like, for example, it's very, like, big into manipulation, manipulating the mind. That's why, like, when you said you were graduating with psychology, it interests me. Like, back then it didn't. Now it does. Because it's, like, the mind really is everything. Your mind is really what determines your behavior and your actions which is how you portray yourself as a person so um he was saying that as as manipulation let's say you're out with your friend that's like not that cute at a club and he a guy approaches you and he automatically talks Talks, to the other girl you've heard this girl to make the pretty girl insecure to make not even insecure just to to pretty girl be like why is he talking to her yeah Yeah. so that's manipulation yeah and that's That's one like manipulation 101 yeah (laughs) but that's also a form of what they wrote in the book yeah so they go into depth about it so there's also a, a case where this really big pickup artist was going to australia and all the a lot of women in australia this is like i think three years ago signed a petition to make that guy not do a seminar in Australia because that guy was like a really bad pickup artist. So some pickup artists, it's like you can take the book like a good way, like a positive way or a negative way. And a negative way would be like if a guy took advantage of the girl, taking like all the hints and the clues to take advantage of her. And then the other one would be like, the positive way would be like using it to get a girlfriend to do it long term. Yeah. So anyways, that guy ended up getting banned from Australia. So that's how... Like, some pickup artists are really, really bad. Like, so anyways, he was a pickup artist. That's how he got me. Mm. Um, Also, um, the reason I completely forgot it, forgot to say this very important part. No genuine guy ever comes forth and be like, yes, $500, go out with me. Yeah, so it wasn't $500 that made me fly there, actually. It was $50,000. Oh, okay, shit. But, like, initially, though, Yeah, initially it was just $500. Right. So, but like, no genuine guy who, like, just is a normal guy and wants to just talk to a girl will ever ever be like, hey, I'm going to give you $500, you know? So, yeah, it's also, it's, like, also knowing that these guys tap into a certain type of niche, a certain type of girl, you know? Mm-hmm. They know that these girls are, like, really young. They probably moved to L.A. very recently, so they're very, like, easily... Um, uh, what's the word? Impressionable, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. it's, like, easy to wow them let's say like a girl who's like older like let's say you right now that shit would probably not work on you right now yeah right but let's say you're like younger and you're like fresh out of your town and you come to la and you're like oh i like 500 dollars is my rent like let, exactly. let me let me go like see what more is there to be found yeah so it's also like smart for these guys to know what kind of girl to approach yeah you exactly know? you know what guys with a lot of money i've noticed like i feel like 
they have their power and their power is money and all these girls because a lot of people here are here for inter like being in the entertainment industry mm -hmm. so they really don't understand like oh like they have to work two jobs like waitress and pursue yeah. her dreams or pursue someone's dreams so like when someone comes with a lot of money it's like oh my god what do i do i have to yeah. see what else there is like i could instead of me waitressing i could whatever but yeah. i forgot the most important part oh my god so literally i was at a spa like after we met at ralph's the reason why i flew to seattle is because he started sending me like so he sent me like $20 on Zell and was like, did you get it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, and Zell is through my number. So I got it. I was like, yeah, I got it. And then he started sending me like $2,500 like every day until I reached like a lot of fucking money. Yeah. For, for said, how many days did he send you $2,500? I don't even remember, but I know a, a total I got 50000 So that's when he asked you to go to Seattle. So then after he sent me that. So this is when I didn't even know him. Yeah. And I told my friend, I'm going to leave and not take this. I'm, I'm going to keep the money and, like, run away. Because, Vanessa. like, fuck the hell. I was like, what the hell? I don't care. I don't want to, like, sleep yeah. with him. Nothing. Like, but I get all this money for free. Like, this yeah. is the most money I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Like, literally in my entire life. So I'm like, wow. Like, I used to shop at thrift stores. Yeah. And now you're talking about, like, 50 grand. So what made you want to go from I'm going to take his money and not show up to I'm going to show up? So my friend goes, well, Anthea, like, if he's giving you 50000 now, if you, like, went to see him in Seattle, how much more would he give you then and i'm like okay oh, there's that's a, a business minded friend <laughs> i know me and her aren't like that close anymore she for other reasons but i i went to seattle yeah. and that's when i found out that um so i went traveling with him the first red flag was when we were in tokyo and he like went through my phone we weren't even dating and like went crazy on me and after that like it mm. went kind of like downhill so he was controlling. He was very controlling. So let's say I would get a job and let's say it was for $500. I first moved to LA to pursue my dream. So even though money was very important to me, it wasn't about the money. It was about the job. Yeah. Like I wanted to build my resume mm -hmm. up to the point where I was doing anything that I could. I wanted to take every single job because I wasn't where I wanted to be. Yeah. And I felt like in order for me to be where I wanted to be, yeah, like I had to do everything. Yeah. He would like offer me like, three times as much not to go obviously i would take it yeah. like oh fifteen hundred dollars not to go to a five hundred dollar gig okay like i won't fly yeah. back to la this weekend yeah. um i got so lonely so bored i was drinking a lot because i had to he like forced me to make friends like i was like cleaning this house like one time i did his laundry Whoa. i turned all his white clothes pink because like he <laughs> he just expected me he had very old school like views he wanted the cinderella he wanted like a normal like he wanted like a old school like woman to cook and clean for him and i'm sorry that's not me but like, you were playing the part though so i didn't even like i was so bad at cooking like his mom was like you need to cook for him i was post meeting i was post meeting everything yeah. like, his mom's like no you need to like he shouldn't take care of you you should take care of him so you met his mom i met his mom so was he serious with you or he said he was and with knowing him, he's very, like, true to his word. Mm. So he said he was, but he was very toxic. Then I found out he was also going through a divorce. And he actually met me a month after through, like, a really bad breakup. But, did he, like, tell you he was married? Um, he did after, like, we were sleeping after, together. Uh, yeah. So obviously then I had feelings for him. Yeah. Like, I didn't date a lot of people in Boston. So 
like with him i like kind of just like kind of fell in love with him and it was so bad it basically ended because he was very um abusive mentally and very abusive like emotionally and also physically oh, shit. so like all the abusive like all was the he older yeah yeah he was at that time i was like 23 24 maybe 24 and, oh, he also told me, like, I was getting too old for him. How old was he when you were 23, like, 24? Like, 33. Oh, okay. Not that yeah, not that much older. But he, he sounds had, like he would be in his 50s. Oh, yeah, no. But in a lot of, like, certain values, like, when you grow up in that culture, you, like, take on those values. So I, like, kind of understand. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, like, everything, like, we're civil now. Back then, like, when we ended, we were not. Like, it ended because he, like, hit me so hard. And, like, when I had to go to the emergency room because he perforated my eardrum. Yeah, he was, like... Wow. Yeah, it was bad. Like, he controlled my life. He was a tech person, so he had all, like, a bunch... He had access to all my text messages. When a text would come in, it would go on his phone. Like, he could mirror my phone. And then he later told me about it. He's very, very smart. So that's why it makes sense for the pickup artist. Why did you stay with him? And how long did you so stay with him? So maybe I felt like really, really, like, honestly, I really loved him. Like, it wasn't that I loved him. I was so attached and, like, dependent on him because he made it. So I was, like, completely dependent on him. Like, yeah. his way of manipulation was making so I didn't really have, like, anyone to go to. Like, I had no friends. Like, I had all new friends, like, yeah. that were his friends in yeah. another state. And like, also, he introduced you to this new lifestyle yeah. that you're used to. Yeah. And so really it wasn't, hard. he wasn't, like, th like there was a bunch of red flags, but the red, the, like, abusiveness, like, didn't, I didn't know it was, like, abuse until, like, I, I would say, like, four months. Yeah. And then at, like, six months, I planned my escape for, like, three months because he was that crazy. Like, I couldn't, like, just move out. Away. I couldn't just move out. I had to, like, Like, you couldn't have it. a conversation with him and be like... No. No, really? he had cameras everywhere, so oh my God. it was rare. We would always be together, like, to Seattle or to L.A., but sometimes we had to be apart. Oh, my God. Because I started, after the relationship started progressing, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to Seattle. I want to work. I don't care if it's $100 or $200. I want to put that on my resume because yeah. I was, like, building my career back yeah. then. And he would put cameras in the, um, in the what's it called? In our, so he got me a hotel in Hollywood. I'm not a hotel. He got me an apartment in Hollywood. And he would put cameras there. Every single time I would leave, all hell would break loose. Like, he'd be, like, blowing up my phone, like, going crazy. Um, he took my name off the lease so that I could not get the key to come back in. And he told the front desk, like, she is, like, not allowed. Like, what, like basically, they listened to him because he was paying for the apartment. But what would have happened if you just packed all your stuff and you left? And in his so cameras, he would have you, you blew him. A he would have found. He would have. Um, so that's what I was doing. So that's what I eventually was doing. But that's what I was planning for my escape for like three How months. How long were you with him for? Nine months total. Okay. So like at six months, like I was like, you know, what? I need to plan everything. He bought me a bunch of designer bags, so I try to like take everything. I did leave some stuff. Like he took his. He bought me an Hermes bag, yeah. and I wanted to sell it for a car. Cause me, I'm like, oh my god. I, like a car like yeah it was like twenty thousand dollars i let, let me buy a car with that let me buy like yeah. a ten thousand dollar car with that and yeah. he was like no he um why would actually he just took buy it. you a car uh, oh we were actually in the works of him buying me a car he was gonna buy me like an audi because i wanted an audi back then mm. but i chose not to actually get the car because i felt like he would control me too much like you have no idea he was like really really intertwined in my life 
that like at like when we broke up since he hacked into my phone he my parents are so strict like when i'm telling you like they came straight from like taiwan moved here when they were in their 20s like they're also christian so i went to church like three times a, a week growing up Whoa. yeah i'm like my parents are like when they found out that i had a tattoo they cried when my mom saw me have a piercing we couldn't get her ears pierced so i was 18 years old Shit. yeah so it was, it's like my parents are so strict we could not paint our nails like no makeup nothing so how were you explaining the designer bags to your mom um, so she didn't see because I was living in Seattle, like, you right. know what I mean? Like, if we're talking on the phone, like, she doesn't know, like, what's going on. But, like, she wouldn't ask you, like, how's your So life I'm not LA? that close with my parents either uh. because they're so strict. So I was, like, growing up, I was tiptoeing, like, around them. Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, best friends with them. So it's not like you would FaceTime with your mom and your no. mom would be like, whoa, yeah. like, you're in a no, nice, there, it's not like that. house. I would, like, I want to be like that for my daughter, but me and my mom definitely were not like that because of the cultural difference. Yeah. But they're just super strict. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love them to death, but they're, I understand because of their culture. So you kept your distance. Yeah, so I kept my distance, yeah. So, anyways, um, so this he, guy was super. He called my dad at after we broke up. He called my dad at uh, like it was like four a.m. like their time or yeah. whatever, and he told them that I was a prostitute, and he told them that. So he asked me to take care of his dogs, so I took care of his dogs, and then he came the next day. He was waiting outside my house in a, in his car, in his McLaren. So he called your dad. At like 4 a.m. and told him I was like a prostitute and I was sleeping with people for money because I came back late. Locked me outside. I had to call police to try to get inside to get my stuff. Oh my I had like a very important gig. It was like a very important, like my agency booked me something, like my first job. Yeah. Like I was like that, like a very, very big campaign. And I needed my wig. And I asked him like, I need to go get my wig. Like that's all I need. Please, please, please. He was like, no. I had to go to the cops. I filed the police report. They came in. The police knocked on his door and he didn't open it because there's a law that says like you don't have to open yeah. or something like that so he didn't open it and um he put all my stuff in a storage unit and i had to move out on my own like from the storage unit but he was so toxic like after so that's how things ended no he hit me how things ended was he hit me really hard and i ended up in the emergency room because he perforated my eardrum oh my god what, yeah what did why did he hit you and i went back to him I was like, I was like very attached. I didn't like go back, go back. I like tried to go back and it didn't work. And that's how it ended up like me, my stuff in a storage unit. Because the thing is like, he was so strict that it, like, it was like, if I don't do, if I don't listen to you, if I do like one thing wrong, like all hell breaks loose and you have control of my life. You can put all my stuff on the street. He shipped a bunch of my stuff in boxes from Seattle to Boston, not to LA. Yeah. What an asshole. What an asshole. But also you were enabling that behavior. Not yeah, lie. because I was staying with him, right? Yeah. But also I feel like you have to understand, like, it is, like, in the relationship, it is very hard. Like, some, like I know it's, like, you should not, like, basically, you, like, a lot of people say, you don't respect yourself if you don't. But also, like, I was very, very attached to him. I was, like, literally in love with this guy. I know nine months is so short, but, like, Ever since I went to the first time I went to, with him to Seattle, I was with him every single day. Yeah. Like, we were, he was working at home. I wasn't working at all because he wouldn't let me take any jobs. So it was like, I was like 100% dependent on him. And because I come from a Christian background, my thought is, oh, like, if I, and I didn't sleep with, like, a lot of people, if I sleep with one person, I have to marry him. Like, that's kind of my mindset. Because growing up, we weren't allowed to have sex or anything. So it's like, I was literally, like, 
hoping that I was like, oh, because I had sex with him, like, I have to marry him and we have to make it work because divorce is a sin. Yeah, like, that's like my, that was like my mind back, yeah. like, four years ago. I say back in the day because I really yeah. changed. Like, I, I don't go to church anymore. Like, I don't believe some of these values anymore. It feels like a long time ago. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, I'm, I'm a very skeptical type of person, right? Like, mm -hmm. somebody like that, like, coming close to me, honestly, like, I don't know if it's, like, where I was, like, raised or, like, my family or whatever. Like, I would literally laugh at this guy because I would just, like, see right through him. Mm. But let's It's put funny. I was so naive. I did yeah. not at all. I had no idea people could take advantage of me. Right. You. But I, like, have such an understanding of exactly, like, the formula of how things happened. Yeah. And let's say you're this really young, naive you know, small town girl comes mm -hmm. to LA, gets yep. wooed by this guy who exactly. has so much money. Exactly. Immediately, he makes you like him and fall in love with Paid him. Paid off all my debts. Yeah. yeah, gives you, incentivizes you being with him, gives yeah. you all the things you've never had. Mm -hmm. So it's just for you, it's like this safety and security and yeah, you love exactly. the new, you know, dazzling yeah. life. Now I would never, like if a guy right. ever did that, I would be like, oh no. Like now I have more experience. Right. Much more. Right. That's why I'm saying, like, I really learned a lot being in LA. Yeah. Moving out really saved right. my life. Yeah. And then slowly these guys go from, like, super loving, super giving to now just, like, 100% controlling. Yeah. And just, like, you have no independence and they want full control of your life. And at that point, you're stuck because, A, you're in love with this person. B, you don't have anywhere else to go. Exactly. And C, I always like think this. You can always go from coach to first class, but it's really hard to go from first class to coach. It is. And the way I mean that is when you're just a normal person with a normal income and like, you know, an example that I'm bringing, you take coach. If somebody offers you first class, you're going to take it and you're going to have the best time. Let's mm -hmm. let's say first class is a lifestyle, not so much of like, you know, a class yeah. of like the airplane. Yeah. So it's easy to go from coach to first class, but it's really fucking hard to go, to back. go back to coach. So it's like these guys always do this because I see this with my model friends mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. These like uber rich guys come in and they just like sweep these girls off their feet yeah. and they show them this lifestyle that... They could honestly never have it on their own. Exactly. Probably, you know. And so they get super used to this lifestyle. Yeah. They get used to like, you know, shopping at designer and like getting their clothes tailored and yeah. like having a driver and like just being a princess. Yeah. Getting everything they want. So now this guy that's being super controlling and is super toxic, you want to break up with him? Fine. But you know what that comes with? Going back to your lifestyle. Yeah. Before him. Do you but, want that? No, you don't. But that's like when I was trying to break up with him, that's literally not what I was thinking. Because like at that time, I still, like one year doesn't change my mind on that. I would say like I got more into designer after I'm I'm dating like my now boyfriend. Mm -hmm. He got me more into designer. But back then, like I was like, I don't care if I go back to my old life. But I was like scared that because what happened was he hacked into my bank account and so I had to, like, it was, like, this whole or ordeal. He was threatening you. So, yeah, he, like, was able to get into my bank account. I had to show him, like, how much money I had. I had to, like, hide money. So I had no money when, like, when we broke up because he basically, like, it was, he was just so manipulative, so, yeah. like, it was so toxic. It was the worst person I ever met. Oh and the God. thing is, like, you have no idea. If I left, he would chase me down and, like, hunt me down and make my life hell. He made a uh, Instagram of me, like, 
like he called like I, I don't know if I was done with my story but he called my dad saying I was a prostitute like my mom was like crying like please give him back his dogs he said you stole them please you he said that you're having sex for money why are you doing this to yourself like I don't want my parents to even have a little bit of thinking that that's happening to me because I would never they literally cried when I had a tattoo you know but wouldn't they it's, believe it's against the Bible. you wouldn't no. they believe you over him no that's not how my parents are my parents are different that's how I wish, like, that's how I will be with my children. But that's not how my parents are with me. They see, like, the facts. They don't, like, stand up for me at all. Like, if the school board were to be like, Anthea did this and it was wrong. And because, the sc- and I didn't do it and it was someone else. Just because they told my parents and I told my parents I didn't do it. They would believe them over me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're very family oriented, right? Mm-hmm. My family is not as oriented before now we are much more closer as i'm older i'm like super close with my siblings but yeah like four years ago it was not like that at all yeah yeah so all these little things went hand in hand for you to end up in the exact situation that you did yeah but i'm glad that i went through that situation because i learned about it i lived through it i'm okay i'm not dead like i I wasn't kidnapped like i experienced it and now i realize the most important thing like Really, money does not matter. Like, I was so... Okay, chill. (laughs) Chill on that statement. (laughs) No, but, I mean, like, it does matter. Like, you do need a place to live. You do need, like... Yeah. But, like, I'm talking about, like, a lot of money. Like, don't sacrifice your well-being to be with somebody. Who has money. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Like, I was always drawn to money. And now, like, for myself, I'm, like, I'm so happy. Like, I don't really... Like, I want to make my own, like... I don't want to date somebody for money. And I like, that's how I met my now boyfriend who I'm like so happy with. So, okay. Does he have money? Um, he does like not that much money, but like, he's (laughs) not like, that just felt like the natural next question. (laughs) (laughs) He's not like rich, rich, which I'm, I know like a lot of people offer me so much money, like in my DMS and whatever, but like, we are so compatible and I feel like compatibility is like one of like the most important things in a relationship it's really the epitome of uh, anything that glitters ain't gold you know it's like uh, that's i think a good example of like yeah someone who can like you think he can't offer you all the things you you think you want when you're young yeah but it's also good to have like experiences like that when you're young so that when you get older and you're like you meet a really nice dude who like doesn't have all have you ever went through something like that where but I know, I know, like, growing up, you must have been, like, so smart because your parents are different. Like, it's funny because I, I can see your facial reactions. And from your <laughs> facial reactions, you're like, wait, your, like, mom didn't, like, believe you. Like, it, like you can tell, like, I can tell from that question, you're very family-oriented. Your parents brought you up in a way to be family-oriented, right? Yeah, I that mean, was... I'm, like, super close with my mom. Like, exactly. my best friend is my mom. Yeah. Like, see, like, that's I... how I want to be with my kids yeah. because that's not what I had growing up. Yeah. Were you an only child? No, I have an older brother who's also my other best friend. Are you the only... We have a matching tattoo. Are you... Oh, yeah, I'm, like, best friends with my siblings. See, yeah. But my parents, not so much because of the cultural difference. Yeah, and that's totally understandable. Honestly, my family was such a unique Persian family. Like, growing up, all of my like friends, their parents wouldn't let them do anything. Your mom let you do whatever? My mom, like, it was really really strange in a way how it worked like i'm such a rebel Mm -hmm. me too yes and in a way as like my mom is like the reason i'm so obsessed with this woman is because how insanely smart she is she really realized how 
big of a rebel I am. So she never told me not, not to, to do, do anything. And you know what? That's the best thing in a child because I'm also a rebel. I'm the black sheep of yeah. my family. And everything, she told me not to do anything. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. like, And so I always rebelled and tried to do those yeah. things. That's why I got that tattoo yeah. out of rebellion. I got my ears pierced out of rebellion. I got grounded for like a year. but yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can't really like blame your parents because they, they, they didn't they're, know. They're only yeah. doing their best. Exactly. So I don't blame them like yeah. at all. I just know that there's a cultural difference. And I know that when I get older and I have kids, yeah. I'm going to be best friends. But that's so funny that you said that. Yeah. That your mom really let you do, like, anything. Yeah, like, I remember... So, could you drink? Like, was your mom okay with that? So, but here's the thing, though. My family was so open and so free that Mm -hmm. me and my brother didn't really want to do all the things that our friends wanted to do so bad because they weren't allowed to. So they're more chill and relaxed. Like me, like I was just like- Oh, I love that. I I really like that. Like I was just always like super So you had a really good childhood. I did. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I did have like this little phase when I was like 15, 16, when I had like just started talking to boys and Mm -hmm. I like wanted to go out. Yeah. But I had a curfew, you know, Mm -hmm. like I just had to like be home by like. They did it in like the right way. Yeah. They they were like, my mom was just always like, do whatever you want, hang out with whatever you want, you know, go wherever you want. However, tell me everything you do. And, you know, like, give me your friend's phone numbers and you have to be home at this time. And when you're out, just, like, you know, text me every now and then. You know what's really funny? I literally have been telling people, like, everyone, like, when I grow up, like, I don't want to be like my parents. Like, me and my siblings, we always aspire not to be like my parents, which is why we're all over the place. Like, she moved to San Francisco as soon as she finished college. Like, I I went all the way to L.A. Like, my brother's in Houston. Like, we just, like, went far away because our childhood was, like, not the best. But I always wanted to know, like, how do so many people have, like, amazing childhoods? Like, what do they do with their children to make them that way? Because it's really the way that you bring up your kids. Yeah. It really affects your now. Like, and, I mean, it's not their fault or whatever. It's up to you now to... do whatever it's up to you now to be aware. Yeah. But I, I've always wondered, like, and it's really to be chill, huh? And honest, okay, I'm going to get real philosophical real quick. Okay. I think that not all parents should be exactly the same way. Because, like, if you, oh, yeah, of course if you give, like, a winning formula, yeah. right? Like, if you do this, this, and this, your kids will turn out this, this, and that. That's never true, right? Because, like, the chemistry of your personality as parents with yeah. the chemistry of the child's personality and the environment, all of that you put together and like this whole new thing comes out. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe if my parents, who I think were honestly like, I can't think of better fucking people to raise me. Yeah, to be exactly. Honest. If they had a different child, like it could have been a completely different, like it could yeah. have been a shit show. And I, and honestly, I also feel like Sometimes for your growth, you need your parents to fuck up. Yeah. Because maybe that's what you need to learn in life. Yeah. And maybe that's your journey. Maybe your journey is for your parents to have disappointed you for a little bit. Maybe your journey would mean more to you. But also, I feel like they may not know exactly what they're doing either. They never do. Because if I were to have kids right now, I'd be like, um, what the heck do I do? They never do. Do you remember a moment when you looked at your parents and you realized that they're just growing? with you and they're not yes. the grown up heroes that you once used to think they are yeah remember yeah. like because when you were a kid you'd like look at your parents and you're like 
these people know everything. Yes. They know exactly what you're they're so doing. Right. Yeah. And then you hit an age when you look at them and you're like, wait a second. They, they, they also they, they don't, don't know. They're like, oh, you did that. They did this wrong. Like, they also don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They're just going, right. they're learning as they go as well, too. So then, like, this forgiveness hopefully yeah. comes in, you know? But then there are always, like, the cases of kids that, like, their parents, like, really screwed them, like, really, like, you know? Then they become drug addicts or homeless or, or really fucking cases. successful because, again, really it, com- it comes to that chemistry of, but, like, you don't know what's going to so, come out. There's also another book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Have of you course, read that? Okay. So, like, I think he says something in there where it's, like, um, like rich people are, like, destined to be rich. Like, when you have rich kids because of their personality, because of the mentality. way. the Yeah, the, the mentality, the way that the parents raise their children up to be because they're successful. Even though their children, like, some of them may be, like, fuck-ups or, like, whatever you may call them. They still have that mentality of a rich person. Okay. I see what the point of that book is, and this is the way I take that, because I did read that book when I was really young. I think it's really good lessons. It might not work the best when For it comes everybody. to your children. Because yeah. what I've seen in my many years of like living in LA and hanging out just like you with like many wealthy people, something that and I have a lot of psychologist friends who work at rehabs. Oh, and really? what you see a lot is that the richest wealthiest families have the most fucked up kids ever Mm. have the the most educated wealthy upscale families their kids by average are drug addicts party animals and they don't have much to contribute to the society so then it comes back to okay so if you're saying that hey if you have educated wealthy like rich dad Mm -hmm. you know type of family then obviously you should be the golden kid like all of them should be right yeah so then why is it that it's not that at all yeah so they do get a, a lot of things handed down to them exactly and so they can't work to make that money like their parents have sacrificed the way your drive it does that's why i'm so glad that i was like brought up in a family that wasn't rich yeah. like because now when i see money i take it more seriously i'm yeah. not like throwing it away you have something to work towards and i feel like yeah. that's the most fundamental thing we need as humans like yeah. we need to work towards something, something. you yeah. need to wake up in the morning and like, be motivated to do right, something right I mean, yeah. do you have days when you, like, wake up and, like, you don't have anything to do? I have before. Now, no. Right now, no. I'm yeah. so busy right now. <laughs> yeah, I know you but are. But before, like, I would wake up and be like, wait, what am I doing? Like, if it's one day, if it's just a Sunday and you're busy the rest of the week, you're going to enjoy your Sunday not yeah. doing anything. But if a few days, a few weeks go by and you're not really longing for something, mm-hmm. life feels like shit. Yeah, it does. It feels like shit because you need to wake up and you need to work towards something. Yeah. So let's say you just have, like, all this fucking money. You don't have to work. You have all this fucking money. You don't have to go to school. You have all this fucking money. Yeah. You don't have to figure out ways to talk to girls or you don't have to figure out ways to develop your character because you have all this fucking money. Yeah, money. I do feel like money does ruin a lot it of things. It ruins you. It does. It's, I like completely agree. It really does ruin you. So my plan is when I become rich, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to raise my kids in a, in a way that they don't know mommy and daddy are rich. Yeah. I'm going to make them so happy yeah. that they have something to eat and they have roof over their heads. And like, that's my, that's my go-to plan. Yeah. Like I do not want spoiled fucking kids because I know where that goes. And yeah. It's not good. I don't want spoiled kids either, but also like, I don't want to bring up money at all. Like, 
I felt like I was so in love with money because my parents brought money up a lot because we were struggling. We lost yeah. a lot of money in that 2008 economic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're doing much better, of course. Obviously, it's been like 10 years. But anyways, back in the day, like four kids living in a house, like what are you going to do? Everyone needs to eat. You know, it's like a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. And back in the day, my mom also didn't work. Yeah. So... So your dad carried the whole way. Exactly. So I really appreciate for him. him for so, that. okay. When you go on a date, mm -hmm. who needs to pay? Um. So right now or just in general, if I were not, if I were single? Right now you're with someone? Right now I have a boyfriend, yeah. Uh, Both. Why don't you go with if now with your boyfriend? Um. Usually he pays, but I will, like, I have no problem, like, we like share money a lot so i have no problem like paying whatever but so like how often do you pay how often does he pay so he pays like 99 <laughs> <laughs> even though i make my own money yeah and i make like good money he actually always offers to pay because he told me it's like an ego type of man thing that he has like he feels like he needs to take care of his girl yeah, he's a man. And he man. feels like he told me like I'm the most important thing to him. So like obviously he wants me to be like happy and he doesn't want me to worry about money or anything. And um how long have you guys been dating for? 2 years. Okay, so when now let's say you're single. Okay. And you go on a first date. Um the man needs to pay. Why do you say it like that? Because why do you say it unsure? Oh, wow, I said unsure, but let me be stern about it. I feel like the man should pay on the yeah. first date. I feel like he shouldn't pay, he should offer. And I have no problem, like back in the day, I would always offer to pay half. Yeah. I would never offer for his meal, but I would offer to pay my portion. Yeah. Like, because of how I was raised. It took me like two years to realize, to be like, oh, I should just, I, I don't really want to offer anymore. Because secretly deep down inside, like I'm like, oh, back at like four years ago, I'm like, I'm not that rich. Like I don't want to like pay my money. I want him to pay for me. No. But since I also had that mentality of, oh, I need to pay for my own stuff. So um, I would want him to offer and I want him to fight for the bill and I want him to end up paying basically. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind like offering as well. So is that just for a first date or like do you think the guy I feel like that's pay? just for the first date. How about a second date? Um the second date I don't mind paying, but I feel like most of the times I've been on a date the guy would pay. Like But you don't I've mind never, paying. I wouldn't mind paying, but I say that, but that has never happened to me where I actually paid, you know what I mean? But if it were to happen, then I would be sour as <laughs> shit. I'd be like, "Ugh, like I can't believe I offered or I can't believe like he's paying." Like But then would you see I that mean, guy again? Um, it depends on our compatibility because money doesn't really, it's depending, like, like for me, I want to date someone like at my age, like if I were single at my age, like right now, um, I want to date somebody that's motivated. So if a man can't pay for me, even on the second date, I probably wouldn't see him again because that yeah. means he's not well off. And I feel like if you're more successful at my, my age, you should be able to like cover it. Yeah. Or even offer to like, you're bringing me on a date. You're trying to woo me, like, I'm not trying to woo you. Actually, maybe I am. I'm your guest. Yes. When I feel like when you ask someone to go out with you, you're asking them to be your guest. Yeah. And you should pay for your guest. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. Yeah. So what do you think about that? So, I mean, it, this could be very unpopular idea, uh, but or opinion rather, but, like, I stick by it 100%, especially because of my background. Like, where I come from, this is not even a debate. 
Oh, really? This is not even like a question to oh, be really? asked. 100% wow. of the times mm. the guy pays. Even if the guy is not someone you're dating. Mm. Like there will be times That's where- That's crazy like, from where you come from, like how you grew up. 100%. Wow. Like, this is very Middle Eastern. And so you, you wouldn't like, even like, let's say you were dating somebody for like long-term relationship, like would you ever pay for anything? So- Here's how it breaks down in okay. Middle East. I'm not just saying my country. Oh yeah, I'm but so like curious. The whole Middle East. Yeah. Um, because I I've known people from there, and I know people from there, so I'm not just like speaking out of my ass. Like yeah, I, I know yeah, that and you are Middle Eastern, so yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't think it should be to the extent that it is in my country because it makes it a little uncomfortable for the men. You know, like mm. like what the fuck, kind of like for oh, example, so if you were to ask, they would be like, what the fuck. Okay, so now let me tell you. In my country, if you were to go out with a guy and, like, let's say you guys are dating and the check comes, uh -huh. it's not even a question so, to be asked. Like, oh, if you damn. reach for your wallet, that's offensive. Oh, for real? That's offensive. Oh, my God. To the guy. Get out. Why? Yeah. Why is it? It's just, like, this manly thing. Wow. Like, I take care of the woman I just brought so, out. So, but they me. find it offensive? But, like, what yes. if you don't know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you don't know, like, it's fine. You know, they understand, yeah. but, like, you, you, there's no way you're going to Wow, pay. that's crazy. So then that, I think that's hot and that's sexy because the guy I, think I that's go sexy on a date too, with, yeah. I want him to, like, 100% yeah. pay. But then it kind of, like, gets too much in a sense that now all men should pay for all women when they go out. So here's an example. Okay. Now, let's say I go out with a guy friend. Okay. It's not a date. Yeah. We're not hooking up. Yeah. I don't think he should be responsible for paying for exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. But then again, in my country, uh, the <gasps> guy still pays. Oh, no, really? Here's even a worse example. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure. This one Tell really me. pisses me off. Okay. Because I'm very close with my brother, as I mentioned. Okay, Like, yes. extremely close. Mm -hmm. And, like, growing up, my brother would, like, come and hang out with me and my girlfriends, and I would go hang out with him and his guy friends. Like, mm -hmm. we were just, like, like friends. super close family yeah. yes so let's say like me and three of my girlfriends go have juice or whatever mm -hmm. and my brother comes just because he's the man he feels like he needs to pay for me and all of my friends mm -hmm. and i would always tell my brother like no like don't like this makes no fucking sense but he still does it you're not responsible for my friends yeah just because it's so cultural to do that so it's funny because now the boyfriend that i'm like my man if I go out with my friends that are all, like, girls, even other guys, he feels the need to pay. Where is he from? Um, so he's literally from New York. He's oh, Queens. Okay. But I'm Taiwanese. Um, like, basically, I started talking to him because he's half Taiwanese. Mm. And I don't find a lot of Taiwanese guys. And mm. I love dating within my culture. Like I've seen, I think I've seen a picture of you guys together. He's really cute. Yeah, he's really cute. You guys look really cute together. Yeah, we're yeah. really cute together. <laughs> he's really cute. He's so big. He's 6'2". Yeah. Like 200, like and 40 you're tiny. pounds. How, how I'm literally you? 100, 100 pounds. I'm 4'11". <gasps> yeah, so I'm like 4'11". He's 6'2". Like, we're really cute together, You're a though. tiny human being. I'm so small. <laughs> I really am. So that's why I'm like... <laughs> My um, roommate is also 4'11", but she says she's 5'. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say I look like I'm like 5'2 or something. Yeah. But it's because I always wear heels. Yeah. Yeah. But then you come to U.S. and now it's like, you know, kind of falling from the other end of the spectrum. Actually, I don't think it's that bad here. Like, I haven't paid on that many dates myself either. I think mm -hmm. I've paid on two dates. So what did you think about that? Because was he like... 
Middle Eastern or no? Who? The, the two days that you no, went on that you paid. No, 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 no. Full on American. Oh, full on American. And obviously. you paid? How did you pay? So like, how did is, it go about? So this is what happened. The okay. first one that happened mm-hmm. was like college. Like obviously nobody has money. I didn't really expect him to like cover the whole thing, you yeah. know? Because we're like 18, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then you turn like 24, 25. And the guy is like, you know, whatever. 26, 27, 28, 30. That's the age where you... I think should a hundred percent know mannerism. You should know how to act like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. You should know that if you want your dick to ever touch this person, mm-hmm. you need to pay for the bill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> period. <laughs> like literally period. So, so the first date that I paid, I didn't mind. But then the second one, I was dating this actor guy. Oh, like, I'm sorry, but like, Okay. Not gonna Keep name. Going. Not gonna name him, but like okay. he was in a, in a movie with like J Lo. Yeah. You know, he was like this yeah. really cute guy. Yeah. Like really, really. Like I remember, like we were just talking. I would just like look at him, like wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're cute as fuck. Mm-hmm. And so like we had the first date where it was the kind of situation where you would have to go order to the counter and pay, and then you go sit and they would bring your food. Not not like a normal you eat and then they bring you the check. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then he got there before me. So he ordered his food and sat. So when I got there, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just go order my food. Even though the nice thing for him would be to get off his seat, come with me to the, you know, register, see what I order and then pay for it. Yeah. But, you know, he kind of like hung back and I was like, hmm, okay. So I like ordered my food, paid for it, sat down, we talked. Second day, however, we went to a restaurant where the format was you eat and they bring you the check, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like normal situation. Yeah. So we ate, talked, and they brought the check. And I always offer to pay. Yeah. I always, always do. Wait, so even <laughs> when you're with when you're with people that are Middle Eastern, you even offer to pay? Always offer to pay. But I thought you said it's like they get mad if you reach into your if don't insist. Oh, okay. Don't insist, but, but always, you always offer to pay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> you know, I always do. I always like show my yeah. mannerism. I always like offer. Yeah. And look, I, I don't mind. Fuck, I'll pick up the whole check. So he literally said yes, and you're like, what? You know, the, you know the thing is, like, I don't mind. Like, I'll pick up the whole check. Yeah. It's just that I'm not gonna talk to you after this. Exactly. I wouldn't talk to. I'm just after, not gonna yeah. see you after this. Yeah. It's not that I'm like short or like I don't like I'm here to get a free meal. No, 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 no. It's about you knowing. The you know, basic yeah, I agree. Things. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. about you understanding the yeah. basic things of mm-hmm. taking a woman out. Yeah. It's not even about the money. Yeah. So when they brought the check, you know, I offered as usual. And I was like, hey, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then you covered the whole bill? No, no, I just covered half. I, yeah, I just covered my half. Oh, yeah, no. And then, no. and then, you know, just. Goodbye. Yeah. You will never see me again. Straight up. And the thing is, Another thing that I really hold myself to is like sometimes I even ghosting people is so easy because like sometimes you don't vibe with someone or you see something from them that you're like, fuck that. And you just want to like vanish and you don't want to like have that awkward, you know, confrontational like conversation. But I always like feel like it's my responsibility to let somebody know where they fucked up so they can work on it. Mm, you know so i like stop responding to him but did you tell him that it was because if if they ask if they care oh because sometimes people don't care and i'm not so you won't openly just tell them right 
But if somebody like hits me up and be like, hey, I thought we have a, we had a good connection, but then you know now I'm feeling like you're not interested anymore. I wonder what went wrong. Yeah. I respect that so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so much respect for someone who wants to know what they did wrong. Yeah, exactly. So, you and know, you know, I, 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 I feel that. like I don't really get a lot of that. Yeah. Like being people asking and like being communicative. And I feel like that's communication is like the most important thing in a relationship. Compatibility and communication. And like not just like a man and woman like type of relationship and like friends and your family is like, we just really have not really been taught how to communicate well. Huh? A lot more. Yeah. <laughs> but then I thought, so I did that to that guy just to wrap up the story. But then I thought about like the date we had and the conversation we had. So this guy, and I really hope he would never listen to this. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm like, same. <laughs> but um, in, in the date, he was telling me how he moved to LA many years ago. Okay. And he was living in a house with like five other guys, you mm -hmm. know, just like the whole hustle, like, like barely new to LA trying to become an actor. Yes. And, you yeah. know, barely anybody makes it. So, you yeah. know, he finally like gets his break and like gets a couple like, you know, movie, big movie, like, yeah. you know. And so then he, you know, obviously moves out and buys his own house, which I saw. This house was like three stories. Wow. Not like in a super nice area. It was in the valley and like from outside it didn't look all that. But like yeah. you go inside and you're like, okay, because he's still a new actor. So you can tell, okay, like he's getting off his feet. So then he tells me how his 23-year-old brother mm -hmm. wants to move to L.A. but doesn't have anywhere to stay and asked him if he can move in with him. And he told him, I'm not here to, like, you know, babysit anyone. I came here. Wait, I his brother? Yeah. I came here. I hustled. What? I made my own money. Like, I took care of myself. If you want to do, do the same thing. <gasps> so he basically didn't let him stay there? So me, being the super, like, family-oriented, <gasps> like, super close no. to my I yeah. looked at him and I was like, you have a whole level dedicated to office you don't need a fucking office you're an actor give, give that to your brother give a room to your yeah. brother, to your own brother oh my, when my sister comes to visit me i take her everywhere i took her to like dan bozerian's party i took her to she was like having the time of her life i took her to like every single like mansion i was shooting at she came with me yeah. like i know i'm getting hot. it is hot as fuck it's in here. so hot and i think it's because we're drinking too <laughs> And these stories are, like, bringing back, I like, know. Memories, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, what did you do after that? Like, I just didn't talk to him. Just because of that. Yeah, but you know what? But tell you what, That's though, good. I'm glad you stopped talking to him because that's not right to treat your brother. No, 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 no. That no. was fucked up. Tell you what, though. Many years later, like, actually, like, I think it was this year, I found this girl on Instagram that yeah. I really liked. Yeah. And I, and I, and this comes to me very often where I, like, find, like, a, someone, whoever, really, but, like, usually, like, a girl... That I like look at her stuff and I'm like, I feel like I would vibe with her. Yeah. You know, like I feel like we're into the same things. Like from the stuff they post, yeah. from their captions. Like I feel like we would be the same vibe. And I would just literally slide into the DMs and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Want to be friends? And I've like made so many of my close friends like that. Yeah. So I found this girl that like is into like, shoot. oh my God, I shouldn't give more of this out. So, like, um, I found this girl that's, like, into shooting guns, is super fit, yeah. like, super healthy, like, seems really intelligent, and I really liked her. And I, like, go to look at her pictures, and I see that she is now married. 
to that guy. <gasps> Get the fuck out of here. So I was like, Wait, she's married to that guy? That <gasps> I was like, how? But you literally slid into her. How did you not know? You didn't I, see any of her stories? No, I, I didn't follow her. Like, I was just like, you know, looking at her page. Yeah. Like, oh, I think I uh, could be you, friends with this that's girl. Like, crazy. we could go shooting, you know? And then I saw that she's married to this guy. And I was like. So, you know what? Maybe he dates similar girls. No, but then it made me think like, okay, maybe like the things that matter so much to me, like picking up a check, maybe they're not that important in the like a grand scheme of things. Yeah. You know, because this girl obviously seems smart and like, you know, seems like doing great. Yeah. It's not like he's married to a loser girl. Yeah. But like she found him amazing enough to marry him, you know? Exactly. So maybe, maybe they're, they're a fit to be with each other. Right. So maybe something yeah. that I found so... So like a big no to the point where like right after that date, I was like, I'm never talking to this guy again. Yeah. You know, maybe that to somebody else is just like, oh, oh I'll, I'll just pay for myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe, like she's probably American. She was raised with the kind of culture that like that oh, culture. Just, so she doesn't care. You know, yeah. Pay for myself. That's it's crazy. <gasps> what a, like that is so what are the chances of that? Yeah. You know, finding that girl and like you're like, oh, oh, like I feel like we could be friends and then like realizing wow like that's crazy right yeah like 100 <laughs> i literally would be like whoa okay i need to step back let me look for another girl to be like yeah. friends with but that was like literally the only occasion i ever like paid because you know thankfully every other guy i went out with just knew better yeah knew better to like it's just the gesture it's just a beautiful like gentleman you know it's just nice yeah i i mean i think as a girl you should always offer to pay yeah and you should genuinely offer to pay yeah. i don't think you should do that stupid dance where you're like pretending like you're looking for your wallet like no pull out your wallet yeah pull out your card yeah I actually mean to put it in mm -hmm. you know but hopefully the guy will know better to be like you know what? Thank you for coming out tonight. I enjoyed yeah. having this meal with you. So I'll cover this. On dating, like, are you dating anybody right now? No. How come? I just broke up with my ex. So, you know, now I'm just kind of like. How long has it been? Um, Officially, it's been a couple months. Are but, you okay? Um, I am now because I'm like finally starting to like, you know, see other guys and, yeah. you know, like having a little was it, more how fun. long were you guys dating for three years oh my god yeah it was my first boyfriend wait, first relationship wait for real yeah. it was your first relationship yeah how old are you i'm 28 now okay so I was it was your first relationship i was 24 when i met him we started kind of breaking up in like february so it's been a few months but it was wait, so been why like, it, why did you guys break up um he lives in cabo oh i live in la but he's mexican He's, yeah, he is. Oh. Yeah. He's actually half Latino, half American, but he was born in Cabo. Okay. Moved to the States for like a while, you know, went to school here, started businesses here, but then, you know, realized he has like better job opportunities in Cabo, which is yeah. fully understandable, which mm -hmm. is why I also never like asked him like, if you love me, move to LA for me, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was very tough too, but. That's a different guy. That's a different guy. Yeah. Four but years is a long time. Four years is a long time. I loved him. We we're very compatible. Like he was my he was my best friend. Yeah. Like even like when I was in LA, he was my best friend until he got a girlfriend. Now he doesn't talk to me at all anymore. Well, so he definitely won't listen to this wait, podcast. While you guys were together, or oh no no no, no. he got like we were best friends. Like even like after we broke up, 
we were like best friends, like just friends. Like whenever I'd go back to Boston, I'd visit their family. I'm so close to their mom, his siblings. And then um, two years ago when I started dating my man, he kind of also got a girlfriend for the first time since we broke up. And ever since then, he just like literally told me like, listen, I can't talk to you at all anymore. Yeah, I don't get how people are friends with their exes. Oh, you don't? No. That's a myth. It it depends. It's like, like with him, I just felt like, you know what? You know, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, like, the reason why we also broke up, like, why I wanted to break up with him is because we were so close. Like, it's very hard to understand. I was so close to him as best friends because yeah. I was living with his family at their house oh, for two years, three, three years. Mm-hmm. That I thought that he was, like, more at the end of the day. He was more of, like, my brother. Not my brother. He was more of, like, a friend than, like, somebody that I want to be sexual with. Mm. So it turned to me being attracted to him, to him being my best friend. I see. Yeah, but, like, of course you want to be best friends and attracted to your lover. But he just, like, even though I thought, I don't know if it was because we were dating for so long, I just, like, felt like we were just too close that he was, like, I, like, just wasn't, like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I've only had one ex in my Mm -hmm. life, but, yeah, I don't think being friends is really an option. Yeah. So, you know, like, whenever, like, we So you don't think that you'll be friends with... No. Even though you're civil with him, you don't want him in your life at all, forever? We're very civil in a way that I genuinely wish the best for him. But because you guys were dating, I figure that he was also your best friend for those three years, right? Well, yeah. Also, he was a good man. He never did me wrong. He never lied. He never cheated. He never manipulated me. Yeah. You know, he never did anything sketchy. Yeah. So looking back at it, I can't help but wish him the best. You know? But you just wouldn't be friends with him. I can't be friends with him. Because you feel like you would have those feelings. Just because if I'm dating someone new... I feel like they would deserve better to think that I even have, a, you know, a, a one in a million part of my brain thinking to, you know, get back with my ex. I don't know if that sentence really made sense. But oh, what I'm I saying love, is... I love that you said that. It's like when you're yeah. dating someone new and you kind of have your ex in your life, you, I mean, yeah, you could say all that you want were friends were friends, but you're, it's a little bit of injustice to the person you're dating now. I kind of feel like you can be friends with your exes because, like, I'm okay with my ex being friends with his exes, even though, like, they're not, like, friends, like, they're not, like, talking. Okay, like, I would not be okay with them being, like, best friends. Yeah. I don't want them talking every day. Yeah. But, like, like, once in a blue moon, like, because I'm not, I feel like his exes, I'm not, like, threatened by or like i don't really care like really (laughs) like anymore because i'm like i'm like you know what i'm doing like so well for myself like i feel like i don't really care like if that's like if he finds comfort in like talking that's fine but he doesn't at all but i feel like i would be okay if like you know as long as i know about it as long as i see the conversation yeah then it's fine Hey, but not, but not everybody, maybe one not, day. not everybody. Yeah. Maybe like, it depends on the circumstance. Maybe like years from now. Yeah. When like the memories are so right now, right now it's too soon. Right now it's too even soon. thinking about that. You know, the, the thing with like, you know how they say like time heals. The thing with time is you make new memories. 
you know, the place that you used to go with that person, now you go with new people. Yeah. The the song that you used to listen to with that person, now you listen with new people. Yeah. So now there are all these, like, new memories that pile up and bury what, like, you know, old memories you had with that person. Yeah. So now it's, you just don't think of them as much. You don't, like, romanticize your relationship. You don't, like, fantasize the time you had with them as much. Whereas when it's new, you haven't really buried those not bury in a bad way where you like you know brush it under the rug like you try to like ignore it no bury in a healthy way in a way that like you move on and you make new friends and you date new people and you make new memories and eventually they slowly fade away yeah you know but would you be okay with them fading away it doesn't matter if I'm it, okay with it I or mean, not. it's so crazy Sometimes to your me. opinion doesn't matter. Really? Because I feel like it's so crazy to me how somebody could be literally so close to you. Like, you could be so close doing something and also, like, very far apart all of a sudden. What like, do you mean? It's just so sad to me. Like, you could be dating someone that you love so much and that you guys could be so close, share all your secrets with, and all of a sudden, like, in, like, a snap, like, I know. it disappears. Yeah. And it's like they're removed from your life because of all these. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, that's like one of the things that I always find so crazy about like people is how, how quickly you go from strangers to loving someone and then how quickly you go from lovers to strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how does that happen so quickly? Yeah. How can you just like it happens? And it's so insane. It's like the only thing you can think of is people don't owe you an explanation ever, really, honestly. Yeah. Like if you actually get to get closure, you're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah. That's a luxury. Yeah. To get closure is a luxury. Yeah. Because a lot of times people will just drop you and move on. Like they don't they don't owe you shit. People don't owe you shit. Yeah, that's true. And you have to figure your own thing out and you have to move on, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. If you can be civil with your ex and you can have a conversation and you guys can, like, hug it out and be like, look, I wish you the best. You've done, like, you know, nothing wrong to me. Or maybe you did this and this wrong, but, you know, I forgive and, you know, we can we can move on and, like, seek better for ourselves yeah exactly i agree because honestly it does like if you did love somebody like that then yeah it is better to move on because you don't want to respect that there are people that think that you can't get back together with your ex and there's also people who do go back to their ex but it's really hard not to go back to your ex we like, I mean, I hate to like keep bringing like personal examples. I don't really like talk, like talking about it. But um, like I, I see in my friends all the time where like, you know, they get back with their exes and it's so understandable because I mean, it's not very strong minded. It's not very like you're not showing a lot of discipline by doing that because let's be real. He hasn't changed or she hasn't changed. So like, what are you really going back to? You're going back to your comfort zone. You're going back to what's familiar. You know, you just want to go back to, you know, the same arms that made you feel, you know, safe and comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, the same love that you've known for so long. But you're not really moving forward by doing that. You're not doing yourself any favor. Yeah, that's true. You're right. If nothing has changed. Sometimes, you know, 
sometimes people make imp- improvements. I mean, I do genuinely believe people don't change, but people make improvements. Mm, yeah, I agree. Know? They can definitely make improvements. Like personal development, I feel like it's a big part of it. Like even like learning psychology, like it's like, it's like amazing to me. It takes time though, and it needs to be uh, self-inflicted. Like I don't think you can get someone to change ever. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that. I don't, I, I don't, I believe that you should not change a person and a person shouldn't change for you. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes people will like have this uh, realization and it's internalized is what I mean. So mm-hmm. like the change, the need for change for them comes internally where they feel like I need to fucking change this. If yes. I want a better life. If I want better relationships. Yes. I want to be happy. Relationships. Yes. I need to do this. So it's it like, cause we're so selfish inherently. If you're ever going to do anything, if you're ever going to change anything, it needs to be internally. You have to be the person to be aware of that feeling. Right. Exactly. You won't change unless you're aware of that. Then you can find steps by yourself because I feel like every action, every behavior that you do, that's your own decision. That's the way that you think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. So, okay, so now that guy, you finally left him. Yeah. And then what what came after that? So, or what other um, experiences have you had dating in L.A.? Because I know like, dating in L.A. is like that was, such a thing of its own. That was probably the worst and the yeah. only, like, in L.A., yeah. Um. Let's see. I literally just, I was like heartbroken from that. So I needed like a while to be single. So I was single. And then um, I like really missed being in a relationship because it it is hard being single. Mm. Like I love, sorry, my voice is getting like raspier as I talk. (laughs) But do you want some water? Yeah, I'm going to drink some water. Get some water, girl. Like I feel like for me, my voice gets so raspy if I talk. For a long time. You sound like you've been partying. I know. I was partying <laughs> this weekend. I'm not going to lie. It was um, my best friend's birthday. So it was Singh's birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Singh. By the way, I was introduced to Anthea by my amazing makeup artist, Singh. Who happens to be my best friend. Who, yeah, is her best friend. And now he's here. Yeah. We always, like, meet at a studio at, like, 7 a.m. Yeah. Where I, like... It, Early in the morning, I do not have a mouth. Oh, like, yeah. No, I'm sure. I would I not. not talk. I don't know how you wake up at 7 a.m. Because I could not yeah. ever. I would probably just stay up all night, I guess. I wake up at 6. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Every day? Yeah. How? What time do you go to bed? Um, I try to go to bed around, like, 11. I, I do need, like, full seven hours. Yeah. And um, so I usually, like, go to bed. 11 is like still 11. pretty late for you to wake up at 6. Is it? I don't sometimes, know, a lot like, of, sometimes I go to bed at like one and I still wake up at six, oh. like with no alarm. I just wake up <sighs> at six for like, how long have you been like this? Like your whole life? I've always been an early rise. Like whenever I wake up past eight, I just feel like not good. Like, like, I, yeah, no. For me, I feel like I can get most of my work done. Like. I answer my emails and I like write my like like questions. And like from eight AM to like eleven AM is my most productive time. So I have like three hours really 
to just like really nail it wow and then and then i start like i really have to like that's good though like schedule my time yeah like early i do my like work that needs the most like brain power Mm -hmm. i don't drink coffee either so you know i really have to schedule my time on like my natural uh i guess energy yeah you know yeah in the morning i do it and then just slowly fades away I wanted. I still want to nap in the middle of the day, and I'm like, no, can't get used to that. Well, oh yeah, no. <laughs> I know you're talking about because I love to nap too. But napping in the middle of the day feels like such a luxurious thing to do. Yeah, but I, like I literally, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a lapper, napper at all. Like I, I just can't. But I would love to be able to have the time to do that. Um, have you ever gone cheated on? I have. <laughs> I have actually. Such a segue. Have you ever gotten cheated on? I've never cheated or gone cheated on. Oh, you know mainly, what? You, you only had one in a relationship. Mainly because, yeah, I had one boyfriend. And, like, you it know, perfect, the, the yeah. guy I dated was just, like, never trying to make me jealous. N- yeah. no, neither did I. So this is my take on cheating. Like, um, I do believe that people could get back together after cheating. But that's not me. If my man were to ever cheat on me, like, goodbye. Like, for real. I cannot. It's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. Like, if... If he ever, like, cheat on me, like, ever, period, like, even something little, just the fact that you did that is, like, not cool to me. A hundred percent of that. So I, like, just would not be with him. Have you ever gone cheated on? But I have. And I feel like that really affected my relationships. Which guy? Um, My first boyfriend cheated on me. Wait, how many relationships have you had? Like, like long serious. term. Yeah. Oh my god. Like over, let's say. Do you count the millionaire guys as, as a serious relationship? I mean, what would I you call? Like, what would you call a serious relationship? Like anything that's over like six months. No, I think in LA time, dating over six months is pretty fucking serious. I feel like it's not really time; it's how you feel with them. So I would say I've been in like. Well, actually, the millionaire, was he serious? No, I never thought I was going to marry him, to be honest See, I disagree with that, though, because people are really So you think that he's more serious? I think time is the most important thing. And I know... What about nine months? Because my life drastically changed, like, when I was with him. Oh, my God. Everything went bad. He, like, made Instagrams, like, oh, my God. Added all my friends like said i was like all like all these lies oh my god you posted me posted our videos like are you like is your type the toxic type a little um i i wouldn't say it's toxic but i do like bad boys but like bad in a sense not that like they drive they like ride motorcycles and like no no like like in a in a bad like he's a bad guy. Oh no, not a bad boy, no, 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 but no. he's a bad so guy. So <laughs> what I mean by bad guy is like somebody that's like, like kind of hood. I like like a kind of hood guy. I like someone like a little ghetto. I like someone that can like take care of me. I like someone that's big and strong, and that like okay. you know what I mean. Like I like like players. Yes, that's a good you way do. to put it. You like I players? love players. Yeah. I don't understand girls that like players. So the thing is, my boyfriend now actually was like a big ass player. And I'm his first real relationship. Okay. And I'm the first girl that like he told me that he's actually loved. And that's what him and How old is he? He's like three years older than me. How old are you? I'm 27. Oh, your baby. Yeah. Okay, so you're a baby too. No, I'm 28. Yeah, but it's he's, he's very 30. different. <laughs> 30, even 30, I'm like, he's a baby. Because I yeah. usually date much older. Yeah. So. So, okay. So he's, you know, like you think he's, you know, you guys going to get married and everything? But 
I so I don't like he always tells me like we're gonna get married. But it's like But what if he's saying that to five other girls? I'm so sorry, the thing I don't is, I don't wanna like, you know, put insecurities in you. Oh no no no, you're not because I'm so confident in yeah, him. Like sure. because we've been together for two years. Like you know what I mean? Like I literally would have left if like really anything happened. I'm not yeah. going just with Dan Bozering. My manager is Dan Bozering's photographer, so it's like I need to like go go make that money. I need to go make that money. And you're like be I can make so it. much money. Like I said before, like the girls were making so much money, and I'm not gonna sleep with anybody. I'm not doing anything like that. But what a great experience for me to live that lifestyle, take that pictures, which is my job to take pictures. And have that experience for two weeks, you know? Yeah, it's just, I think there's definitely a professional way. Yeah, but then there's this thing, like, I need to take the vaccine. There's this whole thing now, so I don't know if I'm going to go anymore. Where are you guys going? So they're already on their trip. Like, they've been on a trip. They went to, like, Croatia. They went Mm -hmm. to, like... Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And honestly, I think you could travel with Dan Bilzerian and, like, still be professional and get paid. Yeah, of course. do your thing. Yeah. But there's such a huge stigma around him. Obviously, that, like, everybody knows. Everybody thinks, like, every girl that's around Dan Bilzerian, like, he's fucked. And, like... You know what? 90% pretty much. That's why every time I go to his A lot of girls, yes, but... That's why every time I go to his parties, because he, like, did used to throw, like, the best parties, like, yes. ever. Like, I don't yeah. know, now that he's moved out of his house, I don't know, like, what the deal is. Yeah. But he really, like, his parties were, like, the best. Yeah, they were. But, like, every time I would go to his parties and I would, like, see a camera, I would just, like, yeah. <laughs> get out of that picture. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember, um, like, I was part of Ignite, so... Like, I had to go to the parties, too. It was so much fun. Like, I really, really enjoyed. Like, they threw, like, the best parties. So it is a lot of fun. But, yeah, like, you know what? It is hard for my man to trust me, and I'm so glad that he does. Like, all it takes is basically communication. And lots of trust. And we, like, basically said, like, I told him, you know what? I'll face him you every day. But then today, I ended up not taking the vaccine, um so there's that whole like ordeal now so my man's like super happy because he thinks i'm not going but we're gonna see because i might take it tomorrow so who knows so he like wants you to not go but he also respects it that like you you want to go and you have to go yeah and he told me he's like like he was very clear like he's like you know like i want to marry you you're the first woman that you're the only woman i love like you're the first person i ever loved in my life like the first love is like very different like you're very attached to them like i know because i had my first love and i'm glad to be his first love because i feel like i know that he would literally never try to leave me because he always wants to make it work every single time i'm ready to leave because i'm a runner yeah i will book a flight goodbye like she's a runner. I'm, I'm she's a, a track star. A for real i'm a track star <laughs> but he is so mature and Good. he's more mature than the guy that was like he's more mature than any guy I've ever dated that was older than him. Yeah. He does a lot of personal development. You know what I mean? Like he has his own businesses. Like he teaches me to like really learn, like, hey, you can't just run from me because you have history with me. You need to stay and like figure this shit out because yeah. we love each other. It doesn't matter. We love each other. So, so you, you better grounded. figure your shit out. Yeah. He's like he always tells me it's all in your mind. Like, that's how he got me into personal development. Yeah. What is, like, the biggest... Like, what did you see in him initially that you were like, this is the biggest turn-on for me? Um, When I first saw him, he was, like, big, like, super tall. Yeah. He was Asian. And he 
when he, to- I wasn't like, I, I thought he was super hot, but I wasn't interested in him. But then when he told me he was Taiwanese, it was like game over. Yes, daddy. Yes. <laughs> because it's very rare to like, for me to find like a Taiwanese person. Like I'm like, if, because I'm Taiwanese, the, the country is small. So it's like when you say you're Taiwanese, I'm like, oh my God, like I feel like we have so much like, in oh common. my God, yes, like I want to get to know you more, like you're from my country, my parents are from there, it's just like, it clicks. Yeah. So when he said he was Taiwanese, I was like. Game over for all the Yeah, I'm like, ooh, I'm like attracted to you like now way more that you're Taiwanese, like hello, hello daddy, like. <laughs> What's the biggest turnoff for you? Like not just with your boyfriend, but like in a guy, what would you say is the biggest turnoff? Um, not being empathetic. Like, I feel like in a relationship, it's harder to be in a relationship than being single. Mm. So I feel like the hardest, like the the biggest turnoff is literally when they don't try and they don't work with you. They don't come 50%. So that means communication. Communication is key. Like compatibility is like, oh, that's just seeing like if we can like be friends, seeing if we can be best friends, if we can get yeah. along. Communication is, I feel like, the number one key because communication, you have to talk through everything. If you have a disagreement, if you don't see things the way, the, I, I know everyone has their own opinions. Everyone is their own person, so that means that everyone was brought up differently, so everyone sees things differently because you did not have the same childhood. Mm-hmm. But at, with him, it's like, like, like a turnoff would be like, if you didn't like try to make it work through communication, because what would make it work with different childhoods? If I'm super Christian and you're super laid back, you're okay with drinking every night. You're okay going out. I'm not okay with like, let's say drinking every night. I'm not okay with like going out. Let's say I'm super Christian or like super like religious. Like I was back then, then communication would fix that issue to compromise and come to like a certain. Yeah. Yeah. Effort is so sexy. I think effort is probably the sexiest yeah. thing ever. But also, liking someone is much more important than loving them. Liking someone comes before loving them and stays after the love fades away. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when you like someone, you like their personality. You like their characteristic. You like how they operate, you know? Yeah. And then love is just, like, all these, like, strong emotions you feel towards someone. And, you know, as we all know, emotions are fleeting. They come and go. They come really strongly. And, you know, they may last for, whoever knows, a few years, hopefully. And then it goes away. And what's really remaining is, do you like this person after the love fades away? Do you like who they are? Do you like the person they are? Yeah. So, like, I think that's the best thing you can have with someone is liking them yeah. before loving them. Like, I know liking sounds like less than love. Yeah. But I think liking someone is so much more important than loving them. Oh, yeah, of course. Love comes and goes. You love somebody today and, like, the next day you're like, I, I don't love you right now. Like, you're annoying. But you're, I, you've been, you, like, you know whatever. what? I kind of, like, agree to disagree because mm. it's, like, you can love someone, but also you can be in love. So I feel yeah. like those two different words are like different. Mm. Even though it's like love, love, in love, and being and loving someone is different. So when you say that um, when you love someone the next day, like if they make you angry, you don't love them anymore. When you're in love, that doesn't really happen. You're still in love with them. You're just angry at them. 
True. No, but I mean, like, over years, you know, like, when you, like, let's say, ma marry someone and, like, you guys been married for 20 years, mm -hmm. the love tends to go away. Because that's more, like, behavior. That's more, like, you're comfortable. That's why you, in long-term relationships, like, honestly, I, I can't really say for facts, but my longest was, like, four and a half years. Mm -hmm. But even then, it's, like, the spark does tend to fade away. Yeah. But you do need to find, like, the freakiness or the sexy, or, like, you need to find something to... to bring that spark back. back yeah yeah but yeah i mean it gets harder and harder though you know yeah that's why compatibility is so important yeah. because if you're really compatible with somebody like the spark really won't like yeah if you're compatible with someone and they like sometimes you literally feel like you guys fit like a puzzle you know and i think a lot of times especially in our generation like we fall in love with someone when we're like intoxicated oh yes you know Yes, like how 100%. many people do you think they say their first i love you when they're intoxicated i would say a lot yeah yeah you know because you're more you're bolder like you're having fun like it's those strong emotions yes i think anything that is a strong emotion is not reliable is what i'm saying yeah, you know that's like, true i fully get your point but like the base of what i'm saying is you can't base your relationship or your marriage based on strong emotions because that tends to go away rather quickly, actually. Yeah. And what really remains is the person that you are and the person that they are and how you guys fit together. Yeah. If you take those strong emotions out of it, how are you guys actually fitting together as two people? Exactly. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can't really fit together when it's like... If you guys are drinking every night and you're going out every night, you're doing drugs, you're going to festivals together that all the time. Honestly, you know what? Together, that does sometimes bring you closer. Mm -hmm. Like Molly might bring you guys closer because yeah, of all Molly that will definitely bring heightened you emotion. Like if you're if you guys are doing Molly, like every weekend you guys are getting drunk together. It's great, but it's like not that healthy to do. Yeah, by yourself in a relationship. No, it's true. Now when I go on dates. I um like really pay attention to things that make me feel strong emotions. Like one of like let's say alcohol is one of them, drugs is definitely one of them. But another thing that I think is a big one of them, especially if you're a big foodie like I am, is food. So I actually oh a lot god. of a lot of times like on my first date. Oh my god, you're funny. You're like food. Food. <laughs> food for, like I swear to god, like a lot of times on my first date, yeah. I don't wanna have dinner. I don't want food to be involved. Because food, this actually has been proven, like, food brings people closer. Mm. Food makes you happy. And it, like, yes. builds this bond. That later you look back at the night and you're like, oh, my God, I had such a great night. Like, I love yeah. this person so much. I was like, no, you probably had, like, really bomb fucking Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really good fucking food. So it's like, as my first dates, a lot of times, I try to... Go to, like, a nice restaurant. Like, fancy. Go like you know somewhere good right like also like keep it short like we could go for a walk we could like go for like coffee we could go for like juice you know we could like go on a hike whatever yeah. Yeah. you know something that we could like talk get to know each other and also like on dates where it's like dinner a lot of times it feels like an interview where you just like keep asking questions and yeah. like, people are just giving you yeah 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 <laughs> that's true like but at the same time yeah you know what? Food does bring people closer. Like I can definitely see that because every single time we go on a date, where do we usually go? Out to eat. Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's also exp extremely expensive for guys. Like imagine a guy who's like single and he's like, 
going on. I always like going on days, right? And then COVID happens. Yeah. They're like, yes, come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine you trying to like date in this city and like you're yeah. going on dates, like, I don't know, two nights a week. I don't know, That's whatever. A, like but it also depends on where everyone you, to yeah. dinner and you're trying to be the gentleman. And we're imagine about. being on Tinder or I mean, not Tinder. Tinder is different because like imagine being on like hinge, like like hinge is more appropriate, I feel like. Yeah. But then the guy really has to pay for everyone right. that he wants to take out and it may or may not work. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if we're talking about, like, the kind of guy we were talking about earlier, the gentleman who, like, picks up the check. Yeah. How many nights can you be that perfect gentleman before you go broke? Yeah. How many girls? <laughs> How I, many I, nights until you go broke? Well, right. what, what kind of dinners are we talking about? Are we talking about Mastro's or... <laughs> or maybe, like, like... Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> he won't go broke he better not go broke with taco bell what would you do if a guy asked you today and like he sends you an address and you go there and it's taco bell oh my god i'd be like goodbye <laughs> i'd probably go and get my own stuff and then like just drive away like <laughs> wave at them as you drive away <laughs> or not even wave at them just, just go just leave and they just like catch a glimpse of you and they're like did she just pound? you know what like sometimes i feel like i love like a wine night yeah See, but then you get all like drunk oh, and that's horny. True. But that's also like because of COVID. Like, yeah, wine is crazy on dates. Yes, I do not want to drink wines on my dates. Yeah, I get because I definitely like you. Then, I, yes, if, same. I love wine, so I will definitely <laughs> like you. <laughs> but wait, wait, did we really talk for over two hours? So we talked for over two hours. I'm should we wrap? We should definitely wrap it up, right? But we were all yeah. kind of all over the place. Yeah, I'm probably going to like cut, cut it. Some of you it can cut out. it off. But I mean, yeah. it was so good. I might yeah. just like dump it out there like that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, thanks so much for coming. Oh my gosh. Thank I you. I had such so a much. good time talking I to you. I had such a good time talking to you. Like, oh my gosh. It's like <laughs> amazing. Move with the good. Shake it up. Stop when the clock gets 13. You've been working, but you're flirting.